Hola, everybody. Welcome to the Unicorn Millionaire Podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Stover. I'm a non-binary Latinx money coach helping my first-gen clients become millionaires. I'm a formerly undocumented Mexican-American and currently digital nomad traveling all over the world. And I'm super excited to have you here along with me on my journey. I talk about personal finance, money mindset, working, unicorns, rainbows, you name it. We're here, we're queer, and we are going to build wealth for ourselves and our communities. Hey y'all, how's it going? Today I'm going to talk to you about how much to invest. So the first thing to think about when thinking about how much to invest is asking yourself why you want to invest in the first place. Once you have your long-term goals set, it's gonna be a lot easier for you to follow through with investing and hold yourself accountable. And I want you to get as specific as possible. I'll set myself as an example. The reason why I invest is because I'm anti-capitalist and I don't like seeing how corporations exploit labor. Um, I don't like seeing how the wealthy 1% are continuing to get wealthy while people uh, in the lower class are going more and more into debt and are in survival mode. So I'm investing so that eventually I can build so much wealth so that I can sell all of my stocks and invest in my own companies, invest in mutual aid, invest in my own community so that we can set ourselves apart from capitalism and basically <laughs> support each other in a more sustainable, ethical, socially conscious way. So that's just one of the reasons why I invest. That's my global vision, my long-term mission, why I get up in the morning every day and talk to all of you lovely unicorns about the stock market and investing and mindset work and just being a first-gen unicorn millionaire. On a personal level, I also invest so that I not only will be good by the time I'm 75, 85, 95, I won't be struggling, but so that I can also continue thriving and enjoying life when I'm older. I started investing because I just didn't want to have a shitty retirement. I didn't want to keep overworking myself like I was in my 20s, um, getting underpaid and exploited for my labor. I started investing so because I just knew what I didn't want. I didn't want 65-year-old me to be struggling. And now, now that I've been doing this investing and mindset work, I no longer just have a vision of what I don't want. I have a vision of what I do want, which is um, the mission that I've mentioned for you. And also just to make sure that I have a nice house. I can have yacht parties with my community. I can be a baller millionaire philanthropist and donate fuck tons of money to causes and political candidates that I care about. Yes, yes, yes. I'm getting excited just thinking about this, which is where I want you to be. You should be excited about thinking about your future. Um, I think it's erotic to think about investing. I get turned on when I think about all the possibilities that investing has in store for me and for my clients too. Like whenever they DM me to tell me, oh, I maxed out my retirement account or I'm just so much more excited about investing. I'm like, hell yeah, 
that is my kink is people maxing out their retirement accounts, which leads me to the topic of today. So the first step of thinking how much to invest and where is to focus on your emergency fund. Your emergency fund should just be your required expenses. Take your monthly expenses, can be the rent, mortgage, electricity, groceries, not fancy ass dinners or all-inclusive resorts, just what you need to get by comfortably and be real with yourself. And multiply that number by either six or, or 12. If you're more anxious about money and you wanna have a bigger cushion for yourself, if you have dependents like kids or furry kids, you might wanna multiply that number by 12. Um, I can only think of having less than six months worth if you are able to move in with somebody who won't charge you rent. So for example, a lot of people when COVID hit, uh, they moved in with their parents and they were able to save money uh, and doing that. That's pretty much the only situation in which I can think of that you might want to consider having less than six months. All of your cash should be parked in a high yield savings account. I don't want you to get too hung up on which one has the best interest rate because at the end of the day, your cash is still going to lose value to inflation. I personally use the Ally Bank's high yield savings account. It's free. Their customer service is good. And their interest rate is like 3.6%. And I don't fixate on um, which, which high yield savings account has a higher interest rate than that. Because inflation, last time I checked, was at about 6.4%. And no high yield savings account is going to give you that amount. So I see having a a savings account as, as sure you might be losing money, but it's not necessarily a bad thing for when the stock market crashes or an emergency comes up. That's when you're really going to thank yourself for even having an emergency fund set up in the first place. When I was working as a stockbroker, there were so many people who had like no savings and they had all their money invested in the stock market, which worked out for them for about 10 years when the stock market was popping. But then when COVID hit, people were losing hundreds of thousands of dollars because they didn't actually think that the stock market would crash so quickly and so much. So they ended up losing a bunch of money. And in those circumstances, that's when I realized this is why we need to have emergency funds. And I encourage you to change the name of emergency fund because it has a very scary connotation. Just the word emergency is not a fun word to, to say or have in your vocabulary. I was talking to my client, Diane, about this, and she said that she's going to call her emergency fund a uh, get richer fund. And that's so much fun. Like, yes, call it that. Call it your solutions fund, your unicorn millionaire fund, anything else where if an emergency does happen or an unforeseen circumstance, you don't feel like shit when you're taking money out of this fund that you literally created for a situation like this. I've heard stories of people feeling guilty for needing to dip into their emergency funds when they had things like root canals, but that's literally why you create an emergency fund in the first place. So 
that's where you should start when thinking about how much to invest, how much is in my emergency fund. It can be 10, 15, $20,000, depending on your expenses, but that's the number one thing that people don't do that is a no-brainer to start off with because you don't wanna just be investing all of your cash, especially with how volatile the stock market is. You wanna diversify where your money is doing and making sure that it's doing exactly what you need it to do so that you can take care of the rent, but also make sure you're investing for your 75-year-old self who is going on vacation to the Bahamas. Yes. The second step after you figured out how much to put in your emergency fund is to prioritize investing in your retirement accounts. This is a really easy thing to do because the retirement accounts have a maximum limit that you can contribute every year. So if you are working a nine to five or self-employed and have a solo 401k or just a regular 401k, the limit you can contribute for 2023 is $22,500. And you can do pre-tax or post-tax Roth 401k. When I worked at a nine to five last time was in 2020, I was putting half my paycheck into my Roth 401k. I would get taxed that year, but when I take money out of my Roth 401k, I won't have to worry about paying taxes ever again. I still have some pre-tax money for my regular 401k at that job because, and only because my employer's match was all pre-tax. Your employer is not gonna do uh, a Roth match. So my 401k about now, even after just working for a little over a year at my 45k job, I worked my butt off overtime. And last time I checked, my 401k has about 28 grand in it. About a year and a half ago when the stock market was popping, that account had over $30,000 in it. But these numbers I just share with you to show how much your numbers can fluctuate, especially the more wealth you build, the more drastic these fluctuations are gonna be. And one day my stocks can go down by $2,000 and they can go up by $2,000. At the millionaire level, your money is gonna go up and down by about $50,000, you must. And that's completely normal. So that's why it's super important to just get used to this fluctuations now because they're only gonna get more intense the more wealth you build. So prioritize maxing out your 401k from your employer or if you have a solo 401k. And if you're not sure how much of your paycheck to put, if you should put 13 or 50% or whatever so that you don't over contribute and get penalized, you can just call your 401k provider and ask them. My client Diane called Fidelity, which is where she has her 401k after I coached her on what questions to ask and how much customer service can help her. Like I worked in customer service and you can ask them so much and they're literally paid to sit on the phone and help people with questions just like this all day, every day. It just so happens that the people who know to call and know what questions to ask are mostly middle-class or rich white people because they've inherited that generational knowledge. They're not better than you. They just know what to do because they've been taught these things in a society that normalizes that they should know these things and that we shouldn't. 
pero we're changing that <laughs> slowly but surely just by me talking about this on this podcast we're changing that and by you listening and engaging you're changing these cycles and being anti-capitalist in our own little sneaky ways <laughs> so Diane called him and then Fidelity told her, I forgot the number, maybe it was 14%. They told her, just put in 14% of your paycheck so you don't over-contribute, but so you get close or you hit the 22,500 number. Um, so do that. And also you can and should open up an individual retirement account, an IRA depending on your income level or what you're eligible for, you can either do a Roth IRA or a regular IRA. You just need to be making earned income for that. The IRA is the easiest in my opinion. That is what January 1st hits every year. The new year starts. I'm starting to max that shit out because I don't want to miss out on an entire year's worth of growth. Every three months, my stocks pay quarterly dividends and those dividends buy more stock slowly. So my money's growing in that way. So we're in March and I've already contributed about half of the max. So like I said, the 401k max is 22,500 in this year, 2023. Every year or so the IRS will change these amounts, which is why it's so important to stay up to date with the the maximum levels you can contribute. And they're raised because of inflation too. In my opinion, these accounts shouldn't even have a cap, but this is how <laughs> capitalism works. And they basically don't want you to take advantage too much of retirement accounts, because then if you did, then these employers wouldn't need you to go to work for them. It's all a scam. <laughs> the limit in 2023 for the regular IRA is 6,500 if you're under the age of 50. If you're 50 and over, the limit is 7,500. I'm recording this in March. So you actually, if you haven't maxed out your 2022 contributions for last year, which are 6,000 or 7,000, depending on your age, you still have until April 18th of this year. You just need to, when you're transferring money into your IRA or Roth, make sure you mark it for 2022. There's no reason before April 18th to start contributing and marking them as 2023 when you can still optimize and take advantage of the 2022 uh, contributions. One of my clients, Gloria Malone, our Aries goddess, love her. She came to me in December and wanted to work with me and she felt guilty for not maxing out her 2022 Roth IRA and she said she thought that it was too late blah 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 but I said no actually you have a couple months you have until April 18th and just a few weeks ago she messaged me on WhatsApp because all my clients have access to me outside of our one-on-one -on -one calls through WhatsApp and she said that she maxed out her 2022 Roth IRA and I love these wins I always twerk in your honor when you send me your wins <laughs> whether you're working with me or you worked with me in the past I love hearing from y'all's wins because the wins just keep going even after our six months of coaching is over but Gloria is one of my quarterly clients 
she's worked with me in the past long term. And so anybody who's worked with me in the past previously long term, they uh, have access to quarterly meetings for the entire calendar year with me so that we can stay up to date and work through any more mindset blocks. Um, and Gloria is working on launching her own necklace business, which I'm so excited for her that she's doing. Uh, and, and I love seeing how passionate she is about launching her business. Uh, she has these really cool necklaces that say Tumbao, Mujeron. So check her out at Gloria Malone. She ships everywhere in the U.S. <laughs> My ass is like, let me know when you can make that poppy necklace for me and ship internationally because I also want one. <laughs> so wealth building is so much fun, y'all. Um, so, yeah. Max out your 401k. 22500 for 2023. For your IRA or Roth IRA, the limit is 6500 or 7500 Make sure you check to see which you qualify for and why. I've also done a free investing in IRAs masterclass that's up on my blog at unicornmillionaire.com where I walk you through in more detail which account you would pick and why. Would you do a regular IRA or a Roth IRA? I explain why I personally only do the Roth IRA for now while I can because um, I, I'm under the the income limit. If you reach a certain income limit that's like six figures, you won't be able to qualify for a Roth IRA. And it also depends if you file your taxes single or married, all these other factors. So that's why it's important to stay up to date. And these are things I help all my clients with. I've walked most of my clients through even opening up their first IRAs online and I help them pick different options because even applications can sound scary and overwhelming with these rich white men investing words. But I will hold my client's hands and say, click on this, select trading features. Don't select options and margin advanced trading, trading features. We don't need that shit. And then they can help their loved ones open up their own investment accounts. So I work one-on-one -on -one with folks, but it really isn't just limited to one-on-one -on -one because everything I teach you, you can teach your loved ones, whether it's family or chosen family or both. It's a really cool ripple effect of building generational wealth and changing the trajectory of your life and the lives of the people you care about around you. And we're just getting started. So I'm all about having your emergency fund and then maxing out your retirement account if it helps you to break these annual limits by month and saying, hey, if I can contribute 6,500 a year, how much a month would that look like? That might work for you. Same with the 401k. Y luego, when you have your extra cash still sitting there that you don't want to lose value to inflation because you have your emergency fund set and you want to make sure your extra cash is still working for you, that money can go into a taxable brokerage account. So brokerage accounts don't have income limits. You don't have to wait until you're 59 and a half to take out the money. They don't have, um, yeah, there's no, the limit does not exist. Mean girl style. The limit does not exist for brokerage accounts. 
these are the accounts that millionaires and billionaires use to sell millions of dollars in stocks so they can buy houses in cash. They don't all just have millions of dollars sitting there in cash. They're using their brokerage accounts so they can sell their stock. But before they do, their money is growing by millions of dollars because the more money you have, the quicker it has the ability to grow itself. So I've used my brokerage account to pay for my business coach. When the stock market is popping, that's when I'm usually selling my stock. And I know it's popping because I can just look up a chart from the stock market. I can look back a day, five days, 10 years, and just looking at a chart, I know the stock market's popping with relation to how it's performed in the past. And so this is how my clients are able to make informed investing decisions and decide when to sell as well. I've made $7,000 in profit from my brokerage account when I made sales in 2021, I believe. 2022, I had a like $500 loss, which was strategic. I, I took that loss so that I could lower my tax bill. And I did this with the help of my tax preparer, Sonia Castellan. She's Latina. I love her so much. She has helped me have so much more peace of mind when it comes to tax preparation. She's helped me with my payroll um, because I have a C corporation and I use Gusto payroll services and it has been a headache navigating that, but she will just like call them for me and help advocate for me because she knows that I'm on the other side of the world and that I don't have to always be waking up at 1am in order to call them. So Shout out to you, Sonia. I really appreciate how you're helping me and you're helping our community. So if you haven't, follow Sonia Castellan Tax Services on Instagram. She is such a gem. And we actually did a live together about a year ago on tax planning and why it's important. And we'll never stop talking about how important it is to do tax planning. This is also something that millionaires do. They're not just like waiting until the end of tax time to find an accountant and surprise with a tax bill. No, we are strategic about what our money is doing, how much we're going to owe. Do we need to budget for taxes so that we can make really powerful moves and help our communities? That is what being in thriving and abundance mode does. So... With brokerage accounts, the stocks that sit there, in my opinion, they should be sitting there as long as possible. So I view my brokerage account as a hybrid retirement slash savings account, but it's not an emergency fund at all. Because when the stock market is down, you don't wanna be taking money out of your brokerage account because you will be most likely having lost money and there was no reason for you to to be investing in a brokerage account in the first place when you could have just been taking your cash from a savings account. You're also taxed at a higher rate if you keep your investments in there for less than a year and sell them. And a year is really not that long of a time, especially right now with how down the stock market is. Your money's really not gonna be growing, in my opinion, in a year. We're about long-term investing, so. You also, in order to, for in my case, make $7,000 in profit, you need to be investing like tens of thousands of dollars. I have had about anywhere from $20,000 to $30,000 in my brokerage account 
and the money is going up and down and up and down, but I'm not trying to deplete it at all. I'm paying myself consistently the same amount of money every month, no matter how much or little I make in my business. I'm not relying on the whims of the stock market and the motions of, of traders to dictate when and how much money I can use to pay it off. Aprovecho, I take advantage if the stock market's popping and I use the brokerage account as a secondary source of passive income. And when I do sell my stocks in the brokerage account, I'm selling the stock that I've held in there for more than a year so I can get the long-term capital gains tax rate, which is a fancy ass way of saying I'll get taxed less on stocks that have been in my account for over a year. So that is how intentional I am. If I were to need to get $500 out of my brokerage account and the stock market were popping, I go to my investments and I look at the investments I've held in my brokerage account for more than a year, usually the ones that are the oldest because those have grown the most. And I go in and I know how to specifically sell a particular amount of which stocks I bought on, on X date like two years ago. That's how intentional and targeted I am. And that's something that I can help you do too uh, so that you can sell your stock to pay for for expenses that that you're looking to make but also your money can grow faster than it would in a savings account and outpace inflation over the long term so I hope this helps give you an idea of how to be strategic and thinking about how much money to invest there's not a magical number everybody is different and it really depends on what your goals are. And if you'd like to have, say, a certain amount of money invested by a certain date, you're going to need to really understand that you can't really predict what the stock market will be doing by a certain date. In 20 years, stock market, based off how it's performed in the past, is going to be higher than today, but it could still be going through a stock market crash. So if you need money by a certain date, if it's less than five years, you're still going to want to need to have that in pretty conservative investments or just cash. If you need to put down money for a mortgage in a year, I would just have that money in cash because of how volatile the stock market is. But if you're willing to just let your money grow in there and be detached from it and not be anxious about it, you can leave it in there and based off of performance from a chart I've seen, like the stock market at one point it quadrupled over, over 10 years. So yeah, just to give you an idea of how time is money. And this is why it's important to just get started now. Don't fixate on the amount or if you have enough money, just get started investing now. And if you'd like to work with me, I am taking one-on-one -on -one clients. I'd love to work with you on your mindset and also figure out what your long-term goals are. Who do you want to be when you're retired? What do you want to do? Who do you want to help? And I, like I've said in this podcast, I'm anti-capitalist, but I'm also realistic. This is a system we've inherited and we can't be simmering in guilt of how shitty corporations are. We, in my opinion, should just be using the system in order to more quickly exit the system and create our own alternatives to it. Because the point of life is to enjoy it, but it's also to help other people. 
in this exploitative capitalistic system, ain't it? So I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Uh, please rate it. Leave me a five-star rating. Please follow. Uh, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, I love your written reviews. They make me so happy. And if you feel like this, this podcast could benefit a friend, please share with them. Please share on Instagram and tag me. I love re-sharing your shares. And yeah, if you're thinking about working with me, hit me up. I'm taking one-on-one clients and we can set up a call. I'll put the link in my show notes so you can get chatting, so you can start learning how to invest like a millionaire. All right, everybody, sending you so many hugs. I hope you're doing great and have an amazing rest of your day. Bye. The information contained in the Unicorn Millionaire podcast is provided for general informational use only. Your purchase, download, and use of this material does not constitute a client relationship. The views expressed by the Unicorn Millionaire podcast hosts and guests are not intended to constitute accountant, legal, tax certified financial planner, stock advisor, or other professional advice. Users of this podcast material should not act upon this information. Users of this podcast material should do their own due diligence by independently verifying all information, products, and services mentioned with their own qualified professionals before making any decisions. We assume no responsibility for information contained in the Unicorn Millionaire podcast and disclaim all liability with respect to errors, inaccuracies, omissions, misleading, or defamatory statements. Users of this podcast accept and understand the terms of the disclaimer.